What's up, everybody? This is No Chance Podcast, the podcast about everything and nothing at the same damn time. My name is Ryan. My name is Nate. Thank you all for listening. Let's get to it. What's up, everybody? This is No Chance Podcast. As always, your host, Ryan. And Nate. Uh, critically acclaimed podcast because we are now on Apple Podcasts. Yep, on the podcast um, app. So yeah, subscribe. Subscribe, uh, comment. Download our podcasts. Yeah, those are like the, the three like major things. Watch I'd us say. on YouTube. Subscribe Watch us on YouTube. YouTube we have a bunch of outlets right now. We're yeah. fucking Follow killing. us on Twitter. Oh, yeah, we have a Twitter. <laughs> so on our Twitter, we're going to be posting a lot of the relevant articles that we use um, in order to sort of source this podcast. Um, because we're not fucking geniuses and we don't just come up with random things on a you know daily basis. Everybody needs inspiration. Yeah. So right? basically, on there we'll have different sort of articles that we end up talking about on here. Yeah. Or maybe even just stuff links to stuff that we like or yeah. stuff that we find interesting. So definitely go check that out. Um, and yeah. And we're always down for like a good debate about yeah. streetwear. Um, if you want to like reply to our tweets or anything like that, or or if you, you know, want to tell us that you hate us or that we dress bad or whatever, whatever, it's, it's all good. It's, it's all good. It's all uh, engagement, and we yeah. need that to uh, be at the top charts of like all these these different outlets. So yeah. definitely go do that. That's the first thing. Um, today we're gonna be talking about a little bit about money, moolah. Something we both don't have. Don't have right <laughs> now. We're kind of <laughs> fucking struggling. Um, but at least we have a spot that we can sort of like put this podcast together. That's yeah. the only thing that really matters, yeah. man. I can eat ramen and fucking spam true. all day anyway. That's so. true. I can live off cans of Vienna sausage <laughs> for the rest of my life. Uh, yeah, so let's talk about money and streetwear. That's the, the sort of overarching topics. And you used that term last time, and I thought it was really good, was the word overarching. I like it. Yeah. It's like a very umbrella <laughs> thing. It's like yeah. a, this is our summary. This is what we're going to talk about type of thing. So um, overarching topics for today is going to be money and streetwear. It's really just what is the worth of some of these brands? Like, why are they worth so much? Yeah, we're going to be talking about both kind of monetary value of brands, their products, and also what their kind of perceived value is, if you Street want to call Street value, that. Yeah, exactly. It's a little bit of everything. Yeah. Um, so if you don't already know, and it's been a you know talk around town, is that Supreme sold 50% of its stakes Really? Was it 50%? 50% of it was, its shares. I thought it was a minority stake in Supreme. It said 50%. Like, well, I don't, we don't have exact numbers. Yeah. And, you know, we're fucking idiots, so it doesn't really matter. Like, yeah. who does, But anyways, know, yeah, they but, sold. Yeah, so they yeah. sold a majority of the stake of their company, and they are valued or, quote, unquote, um, estimated value of about a billion dollars. Yeah, which I think is crazy. For a streetwear company yeah. that started out as simply making a t-shirt with a box logo on it, they are valued at over a billion dollars. And the question that I had, which, and it's starting to, to, to make sense to me the more that I kind of like read more into these streetwear brands and sort of like the impact they have culturally is, is it really worth that much? I, I do know. not yeah. think I don't think so. <laughs> I, don't I don't think so. Beats by Dre was sold for about a billion dollars. Yeah. And that is like it's like a, a technology headphone company. Like every single item they sell is no more than or no less actually than about what like three hundred? That's like their like well, average. Like two yeah, like hundred is like their average yeah, value. Supreme makes 
keychains and t-shirts, t-shirts that cost 30 bucks and yeah. like what gives them the right or what who what gives Carli- the Carlisle group which is the investment, the investment firm, firm yeah. right um, who, who, what other companies have they invested um, in? Um, well, one I think they had a minority stake in Beats, like we talked about, yeah. and they helped uh, Beats eventually get bought out by Apple. Shit. So they had something to do with that. I know they have um, some stakes in like Dunkin' Donuts. And, yeah, like, they're huge though. So, they're, like, a lot those of, are like, all like household brand chains, anyway. Yeah. So like they have reach. Yeah. Is, is is the big thing, but. What makes Supreme of, you know, of all streetwear companies or just, you know, clothing companies alone? Yeah. What makes them worth a billion dollars at the end of the day? I think it has less to do with the products that they're selling and it has more to do with their sort of market share in terms of streetwear and mm. how they're will, how they're easy, how they can easily create perceived value behind the products that they sell you know yeah yeah i think in terms of and it's going to be broken down into three different things let's say and we we touch upon these three different sort of subjects or or categories every time we talk about anything involved with streetwear it's it's social or um cultural influence yeah it's you know influence on streetwear itself in terms of you know the clothing that they put out the sort of advancements in streetwear yeah on a, on, a, on a, like an apparel sense and then what was the third one that we usually talk about in terms of just like these three main you know subsets of, of categorization in terms of streetwear like so we covered cultural cultural like we covered, covered like the the like apparel side so the type the of clothing that they make the products yeah and then there was one more i completely forgot we touched upon it last episode too. It was like heavy. Either way, let's 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 go into the first one. Yeah. So let's talk. And this this is usually my favorite because we have a huge a huge stake in streetwear, right? Not just in terms of we own it, but yeah. we're a part of it. Yeah. So we have a say. I'd say that's probably why the reason why we started this podcast because we we have a say in streetwear because yeah. we buy the shit. So in terms of Supreme and their sort of cultural. And societal influence, they're by far the, the one of the most influential companies. Even more so than some of the Fortune 500 companies. You think they're a Fortune 500 company now? No, I don't no, think so. No, no right? Definitely not. Yeah. So, um, yeah, they have a huge cultural and societal impact, more so than you know some of the biggest companies out there. Yeah. Like, I think in that sense they deserve it. But I mean, I don't know. What do you think? I I agree. Whether you like the brand or not, it's hard to avoid the fact that they are, they do have such a cultural impact. Yeah. Um, to the point that people who don't even know what Supreme is will want Supreme. Yeah. So I think they have such a big reach, and I think their impact is huge. And it kind of, before it used to be sort of limited to skateboarding, streetwear kind of mm. um, enthusiasts, but now yeah. it, it's uh, so box logo is almost like seeing it's an iconic thing it's, it's almost, almost like seeing like an apple logo yeah. like you go across the world and everybody knows what an apple logo is in the same sense the sup- like supreme branding or anything supreme related is almost um, it's almost the there yeah. like it's almost as iconic as the swoosh as as crazy as it sounds yeah you can ask 
your mom, you can ask your grandparents, you can ask anybody that's traveled the world, and you mm. s- and you show if you show them that Supreme Box logo, they'd look at it and be like, "Yeah, I've seen that around before." Yeah. Or I've yeah. seen that somewhere. Yeah. M- maybe it was on the news, or maybe it was on you know YouTube or something. You know what I mean? But I feel like everybody has come across that to the point where they can at least say like. Oh, I've seen that before. Yeah. They may not know that it's like a streetwear brand or any sort of history behind it, but it's recognizable in the sense that it's it's an iconic logo yeah. to I that mean, extent. Even my dad, who's like in his 50s, knows, asks me about like Supreme and like Supreme <laughs> collabs. I think like when the Supreme Lacoste uh, collab came out, he asked me, he's like, hey, did you see all the photos of the new yeah. Lacoste collab? And I was like, wait, what? My dad still shops at Costco. He was like asking me, you see those those Kirkland pants, those Kirkland chinos? Like, no, 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 I did not. Um, but yeah, I mean, just like in that sense, like your dad talking to you about it, it's, you come across it at yeah. some point, even yeah. if he, maybe he's just looking up Lacoste polos on Google yeah. and he just goes to news and he sees like who, who the hell is this collaboration? Oh, they make that's a nice jacket. Yeah. Doesn't even care who they are. It's mm. just they produce a nice product. Yeah, exactly. Um, in another sense as well, they have a huge like impact on just like all of pop culture. No, like, for sure. They, look at all the fucking like A list celebrities, fucking D list. It doesn't even matter. The yeah. whole entire range of people that are that are in front of cameras nowadays are wearing Supreme. Yeah, I almost thought about wearing it today because I was uh, like, you know what? If we're gonna talk about it, I'm sh- I'm. I'm flex a little bit. I'm <laughs> flex with the camera, you know? Yeah, I mean, it's crazy to think that, you know, something so obscure as a brand like Supreme, let's say, like, maybe 10, 15 years ago, yeah. becoming sort of mainstream to the point where everyone and anyone was wearing it. I mm. think that's, like, it's crazy to me. It like is. It's it's pretty insane. Like, it's it, there's not a lot of brands out there th- yeah. that have that sort of... Impact yeah, or even reach. It's yeah, not, it's not even to say that Supreme was the first one to do it. I think it's not. more so that they kind of capitalized it, capitalized on it. They're and I think it was a more off in, in a more authentic way. Like a lot of these brands, like think about the heydays of like the Louis Vuitton and, and the Gucci, right? Mm. When they sort of like popped off and everybody was wearing it and it was like the thing. I think it was just because it was like. It was not in a sense exclusive, but it was just like, oh, this is just so cool. Everybody else is doing it. I have to do it. Mm-hmm. Or even like, get, here's a good example. Fucking Ed Hardy or Von Dutch, right? Awful. Just simple simple brands. They, they don't have like deep roots in the sort of like, um, in, in sort of apparel or clothing, like brands in general. Like they haven't been around for, you know, since the beginning of time, like Levi's has, you yeah. know what I mean? They're, they're not deeply rooted into the game as, as some other companies are, but when they come out and, you know, celebrities wear it, it's cool. All right, now I'm going to get it. Now it's mm. cool. It's, it's not, it's a little bit contrived. It's not as like organic. Now Supreme's been around for a while, right? Since yeah. like early nineties, it starts with the culture that everybody else sort of adapts itself to like skateboard and hip hop. Yeah. Next thing you know, it's like, it doesn't. It didn't. Doesn't. Doesn't catch on like that. Yeah. It's not like wildfire. It doesn't just catch on. Von Dutch and and fuck Ed Hardy. They they caught on like that. Like it. It seemed like it was like an overnight success. But Supreme sort of built their their sort of rapport over the years. Yeah. They see, you know, D list D list celebrity wearing it. Oh, that's kind of cool. Whatever that is. Yeah. And next thing you know, that D list ce- celebrity who's into like this subculture or whatever. They're like, oh shit, like. 
I'm gonna start doing that. Next well, thing you know, boom. I think it has a lot to do with the rise of sort of other subcultures. Let's say like hip hop, like the growth of mm-hmm. hip hop kind of breaking yeah. out into the mainstream. Yeah. I think that has a lot to do with the growth of streetwear as well, breaking That's out into true. the mainstream. So let's say like I just read an article or a statement that said that hip hop is now the most consumed genre of music, I think, either in the United States or in the world. So in that sense, like, of course, hip, like apparel associated with hip hop or anything associated with that, skateboarding, things like that, all the stuff that's intertwined is going to obviously be propelled forward. Yeah, you know and, I, and, and like that just that that all that all plays into this sort of like melting pot of things. Like, yeah. there, there, it's like a perfect situation, you know, like the perfect storm of of things that sort of ignite something to become as popular as it does. Like, yeah. you could even say like it's like an iconic moment in time was when Nelly came out with the Air Force One song. Next thing you know, Air yeah. Force One, it could have died off. Yeah, like it could have died off before that, and th- now it stands a test of time forever as yeah. being like an iconic shoe. I think it just, more so than specific moments like that, I think it has uh, a lot more to do with just a shift in interests in terms of like yeah. what people are into these days, you know. Um, like I was saying, hip-hop is the most consumed genre of music in the U.S. or in the world, I believe. So yeah. before, like, I don't know, it's weird. And skateboarding's kind of propelled more into like Pop the limelight and mainstream, yeah everybody trying it's to dress like a skate. every yeah. commercial like yeah. i watched a geico commercial and they're like skateboarding and it's just yeah. like this is weird because before like it wasn't as widely accepted mm-hmm. it was that sort of anti-establishment and that's yeah, where I, they're, and I think they're that's, deeply rooted i think that's what a lot of people are latching on to these days is that people are trying to break free from the so the quote-unquote traditions of let's say like our parents generation yeah so i think a lot of people are looking to latch on to something that maybe does have this anti-authority sort of background to it so like hip-hop skateboarding streetwear things like that sneakers so i think it's just it's what's currently in and i think it's always going to be currently in yeah no um, for sure for for you know for forever now and it's always a funny like sort of irony is when you wear, say you wear like a Supreme shirt that says like, fuck the police or something, mm-hmm. right? And your parents who are probably from like the 70s and 80s, maybe if they're a bit older around the 60s, yeah. they're just like, why would you wear that? Yeah. Like, whatever, like, you gotta respect the, the government and all mm-hmm. that stuff. And then at, at the same time, it's like, Wait, you guys were in like the free peace movement yeah, and you, you guys, guys were, were like the, the ones the like, yeah. that started this sort of anti-establishment yeah. like counterculture. And it's just like, you don't understand like where this is coming from <laughs> yeah, at all like yeah. you guys basically created it like yeah. james jebby was probably like the same age as you when you guys were younger that's probably where this all came from you yeah. know what i mean um so i guess we can both kind of agree that supreme definitely has that sort of societal cultural impact and it can't really be argued because you see it all over the place mm. you see your favorite celebrities wearing it and you really can't get away from it. Your parents know about it. Yeah. So it's like there's no, there's really no argument there. To what extent, though? I mean, we can say that it almost has a bigger cultural influence than you know companies like, I don't know. Like I think it, people. No, nah, I wouldn't say McDonald's. But there's some companies that are like pretty high up there. Yeah. That have less of a cultural impact than Supreme does, which is, it's kind of crazy to think coming from a streetwear company. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
I don't know. I think it's. I don't know. It's just. It is. Like, it is kind of weird yeah. because you don't think of, of something as as simple as like clothing or garments yeah. to to be like. Like, like you think of it like this: you could have a fucking box logo, and yeah. it could run for president and potentially win, <laughs> <laughs> or even run for mayor of New York City and yeah. potentially win. Yeah, think how crazy, crazy that is, right? Like, it's a potential. Like, it, it could be a possibility mm-hmm. in Japan. It would, it would, it for could sure. be uh, the emperor of Japan as a box logo T-shirt. Oh <laughs> let's talk. Let's talk product then, because. Supreme ain't doing anything new. Yeah. They're, but in the sense of if we look at its growth from the early 90s, or even if you fucking brought Supreme back to, I don't know, the 60s. From the 60s until now, that clothing you is you can wear forever. Yeah. Like, there's select pieces in, in, uh, in their collections every season that you could probably wear any time, any time period, any time yeah. period, like that. That's a sort of timelessness of that brand. But in terms of product, they aren't really innovating. Innovating too in much. Yeah, I mean, it's honestly the same thing season after season. We yeah. like at this point, we know what to expect during fall, during summer, things yeah. like that. Um, I think, and I think that's has something to do with why they're so successful. Is because it is. It definitely they is. No who their target audience is, they know that this stuff works, mm-hmm. so why change it? I know? think it I think it kind of comes from like I think they're very deeply rooted in anti-establishment. So yeah. it like like you, right? Like you're very kind of older for your age in the sense of how you dress and the sort of like way you keep like keep yourself. Yeah. Um but think of like a lot of the kids that follow Supreme like you can almost divide them into three categories, right? You'll have like the punk kids mm. you'll have like the hip-hop heads and then you just have like this like weird group of just like they don't really care about streetwear but it, they care about what having like having cool stuff cool stuff yeah. you know yeah so then like you'll get kids who are into like fucking bob dylan and the smiths and yeah like all these like you know older older brands that are very niche and then you get that they're the ones that wear like the chinos and the acid wash jeans and the button ups, and you yeah. get the hip hop kids who are like wearing, you know, fucking Air Force Ones, Air Force or, like, ones or like stuff or like that. Yeah. So it's like, it really fits anybody's attire. And no, even if it was like early two thousands where people were wearing all over print, yeah, there's a shirt for you. Yeah, you you want baggy shit? There's there's that. You want fitted hats? There's that. Beanies? There's that. Yeah, so that's true. Actually, I never thought of it that it way. It really fits into like every sort of year style yeah and if you maintain that sort of like the that sort of line of of how you produce your shit then who's not to say you can't live in the year 3000 you know what i mean yeah and i think that's another reason why they're so successful is that they pull a lot of inspiration from different sort of subcultures if you will and i know i keep using that term but no but that's like that, yeah, that's they where keep, they come from yeah exactly so i think it has appeal for pretty much everyone you know like there's yeah. something out there for everyone like you said yeah so i think like you're saying it that's another reason why they're that's a, that's afloat. a piece of that's a piece of the reason why they succeed so well yeah because if you you could you could pro- probably choose an item in their lineup and you know give, give it to your dad 
Yeah. You know, I can exactly. I can get something. Well, they don't really wear make women's apparel, but I'm sure my mom would like something. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it really depends on like what that is. But I look at like both males and females the way they dress in Supreme. They they both take their own sort of influence from it, and that's the sort of essence of streetwear. So. Yeah. But so well, let's talk about this then. Do you think that since they have been valued at a billion dollars, do you think that the prices of the products are gonna change, or do you think they're gonna the price points are gonna stay the same? I think they have to lower their price points. You think so? I think like, so. Like, are you talking like aftermarket, so secondary market, like resale, or are you talking about like actual retail? I prices? think what's gonna happen is that their products are going to decrease slightly in price. Yeah. But the aftermarket is gonna increase in price. And it, it sounds kind of fucked up, but if you're a company that is now, you know, worth all this money, right? They mm-hmm. probably have factories of their shit going. Yeah. Think of it in the sense of I'm McDonald's. I have multiple retails, retailer mm-hmm. storefronts, and I'm they're probably worth multi like tons of billions of dollars, yeah. right? Like, if I'm gonna spread so thin and I'm gonna have, I need a lot more product, I'm gonna have to outsource possibly cheaper materials to a certain extent. Well, look at it this way, like, basically, I guess, I don't know if we're, I don't I'm just kind of speculating here, but I'm assuming that the Carlisle Group is gonna be investing money into Supreme. Mm. So therefore, Supreme is gonna be able to use those funds to mm. sort of further their business, whether that means like opening new locations, yeah, or you know creating more product, making it more accessible mm. for everybody. So, do you think in that sense that it's gonna be uh, kind of like a household name, like Beats by Dre, for instance? Yeah. Like what if you? I think it would be hard to argue that that isn't the most popular like headphone brand. You know. That's true. So do you think it's going to be a household name like Beats by Dre and it's going to be readily available or do you think it's still going to remain kind of scarce? Okay, if we're going to talk like exclusivity then. Yeah. What's the Okay, what's the what's going to be the perceived value of a Supreme product? Oh, it's going to be way lower, I think. Yeah. Because if I have how many stores do they have currently? I, I like don't know. Maybe four like 4 in Japan. 12. 11, <laughs> 12. Yeah, maybe like a total of like Nine, nine or ten stores. I think, yeah. Okay. Anyway, say they yeah, have ten stores, yeah, that's right? Beside the point. Yeah. Say but. they they turn it into fifteen or twenty stores. Yeah. Which is a potential because they've opened three or four stores within the past two years, two three years. So it's not impossible for them to have you know ten plus yeah. in, in the future, right? And think about all the metropolitan cities and all the the major streetwear scenes in them and how they can fit in. Like obviously they could be in like um. A Boston, another one in LA potentially. Yeah, Melrose is huge now in LA. That could be a potential. Um, but you're gonna it, unless they decide to make it exclusive for certain items curated for certain stores. Mm-hmm. Then if I have this, this, let's say this box logo hoodie, right, and I can get it at, if I can't get it in in the one in in LA, then I can get it in the one in. Uh, on Melrose or, yeah. or Fairfax, whatever. There's multiple options. I feel like like it's not worth that much anymore. Yeah. And if more people have access to it, like we say all the time, in in and the sort of like our code of ethics is, mm. if it's that easily accessible, it's probably not as cool to us anymore. No, yeah, I think 
the exclusivity part is what a lot of people buy into. It's, but I think the way of thinking for a lot of people, either consciously or maybe even sub, like subconsciously, is that yeah. I have this and you don't, so that makes me better than you. Yeah. So I think, and I think that's just kind of the shift in the kind of culture of streetwear. It's yeah. become more competitive in a sense that it's about exclusivity and having something that another person doesn't have. So I think in that sense, uh, like James Jebbia said, he wants to open more locations and he wants to make it more accessible to everybody. Yeah. So do you think that's going to help or do you think that's going to hurt? The only thing that I feel like is like the market's already oversaturated with like Supreme shit in general. Not in the sense of of the access immediately when it releases, but in terms of the aftermarket. So something that you couldn't get maybe like a year ago mm-hmm. if you do enough research you can you could potentially find yeah. like it's it's that easy yeah but everybody's very um like i need that yeah like if if, if it's a month past or two months past two months past past <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know why i'm saying that two months past but if it's two months past yeah you probably won't give a shit anymore. No, yeah. And that goes for a lot of things. And, I, and I'm guilty of that too. Like, I'll be like looking ahead at lookbooks ahead of time mm-hmm. and be like, oh, and when that comes out in a month, I need that. Yeah. If I miss out on it, I don't, I'm not gonna pay, like, you know, right, double yeah. or triple the price. Like, I'm just gonna do it. Um, but in the sense of, in the sense of uh, just buying in general, it really comes down to how many people have access to this thing that I think is cool. Yeah. If they have too much access to it, I don't think it's cool anymore. The fact that I'm the only one with it, and we talk about guys flexing for other guys. Yeah. If I'm trying to flex on a guy that has the same thing on as me, it's not a flex anymore. It's a we have something in common. Yeah. We're, we're in relation with each other now. In a, in a weird se- in a weird <laughs> sense, it's like, right. hey, we can bond over this. Yeah. But we don't want to bond. We want to be the alpha, and yeah. that's just ingrained in our sort of macho mentality a so, lot of the times. So do you think there's gonna, there's such thing as a resale bubble? Do you think that since there are more people mm-hmm. trying to get over on other people reselling Supreme, things yeah, like that? Yeah, definitely. That's, you think that's gonna happen. That bubble is gonna burst and eventually the value is gonna go down? Yeah, look at look at Jordan's. Jordan's yeah. is a perfect example of, of sort of how that market sort of hit the peak too fast. Yeah. And once they started to overproduce and create some of the the same things over and over again yeah and it just became a thing of like fuck man like you guys have a release like every week and and it's gonna be that same sort of um that same sort of uh sort of communication is mm-hmm. damn you guys re- release this every week and then all people do is resell it yeah and now there's no point of it even being there because it's only like 40 dollars more yeah so now I see a bunch of people wearing it, and now it's fucking whack, and now I don't care about it. Now I'm going to find this this off-brand that does exclusive shit because mm-hmm. I want to be exclusive. And, you know, I think it's going to take that, that sort of rolling into being more easily accessible to yeah. kind of be like, fuck, it's over now. Well, I think, just to piggyback off what you were saying, that since everybody is in it, a lot of people are in it to resell now that there's a lot more stuff on the market, so therefore it's more it's easily accessible in the secondary market, so therefore it kind of decreases the value if you kind of follow what I'm saying. It decreases the value in both um, 
monetary value yeah as well as like the per- street value. yeah yeah exactly which, so that's what which, i'm trying to get at uh, it, it, we want one but we can't have the other two because yeah. if we're the reseller we lose if we're on the streets wearing it we, we lose regardless yeah so i think in the end in terms of just like value in the street sense in the mm-hmm. money sense everybody loses yeah, everybody I think loses. So, yeah. And that's what comes that's where it comes to the essence of streetwear. And what we talked about episode 1 is if you wear what you like and you're comfortable with what you like and it's in the means which will, it will now be because people yeah. are going to be selling at dirt cheap prices, then if you're a true streetwear fanatic and you love Supreme because you love Supreme and fuck whoever else has anything else to say, yeah. you win in all counts, yeah. you know what I mean? Like yeah. That box logo sweater that was literally impossible to get two years ago, and you had to be quick as fuck to get it, you now have a chance, and you now can wear it and rejoice and hang out with other people wearing box logo hoodies and start a box logo clan and do all this weird shit, you know what I mean? But for a real street wear head, I think you win at the end of the day. In terms of... You win in the terms in terms of monetary value because you can afford aftermarket pieces at a lower value now. Mm-hmm. You win on the streetwear value yeah. because now you have a piece of streetwear that you couldn't get before or yeah. you've been you've been idolizing for a long time. Um, and hopefully you don't care what other people think or, or what other people are wearing and what or how you perceive other people's opinions on yourself because then you win there too because you don't give a fuck. So do you think the consumer wins and the business loses, or do you think it's a win-win for both? I think the sense? business wins. Like, the business is going to make money. Yeah. The business is going to keep putting out product. The business is going to be culturally relevant for a longer period of time. But, I mean, eventually, if we're talking about it being more accessible to everybody, do you think that's going to decrease the demand and kind of hmm. hurt the business in that sense, you know? I think, the, I think their business plan from the very beginning of pro- underproducing for – a demand that was too high yeah right so you kind of cut back you become more exclusive the demand grows and grows and grows and grows and grows now you can almost play catch-up mm-hmm. so now I can put out hella shit that demand is still there regardless because there's some people that still don't get their shit and you can just keep going now you can keep going we need to draw like diagrams like econ diagrams We're gonna like draw square demand, right here P and Q price and quantity graph and it's going to go like this you're going to see yeah hype beast um hype beast uh, like happy like the happiness of hype beast here yeah. and the the fucking growth of supreme here it's just going to go straight up yeah. <laughs> do you think that's gonna i mean what i'm trying to get out with asking all these questions is that do you think it's ever gonna taper off do you think it's ever gonna reach that peak and decline i think like, the, I the, mean, the point that you made though about being timeless yeah i don't think that's that's a concept that not a lot of companies and brands. But I mean, at the same time, retain. there are there are other brands that can do stuff like that. that yeah. You know, put out essentially like Supreme, almost copies other brands. They do. Yeah. That, that's so why not like, get the alternative? What do you mean in in the sense of? So if I'm getting this trekker jacket or denim jacket from Supreme, or if I can't get it, then why? And I'm gonna be paying. Uh, fuck ton if I do, yeah. why not just get an alternative like a Levi's trucker jacket or a denim jacket? Because it's not cool. But they're still both timeless. But it's not cool. <laughs> like, like it's it's weird to, to think because Supreme has done that. They have released yeah. 
a black denim trucker jacket, the same exact one that you can buy in the actual Levi's flagship store, and it yeah. will just have this like a Supreme logo on it, maybe on the tag or something. But there's something about that that says a, a lot of things. There's, there's context to Supreme items. Yeah. It says, I have the money for it. Mm-hmm. It says, I got it and you didn't. Yeah. Basically to say that I'm faster on the computer, whatever. Yeah. And it also just says like, I have a better taste than you do. So do you think that's what's driving this whole Hell yeah. Fiasco, it's like this it's like thinking? this self esteem that's ingrained almost like woven into your clothing yeah. with Supreme that you're you're just like, I got this item, now my brain and ego just increases a little bit more. Yeah. There's but a it, there's a really good quote that I read somewhere. It says, There's nothing more fragile than a millennial's ego. Wow. Easily breakable. Yeah, and I think that is so true. I saw this. Oh, my God. I'm going to – oh, there's this good tweet. I'll I'll put it here or something. Link it somewhere here. Link it here. But basically the tweets – it was this dude. He was wearing like – he was wearing like a white button, right? No shirt underneath. Like young thug style. It was kind of draping off, and he had like this weird side back. It was a fucked up outfit. But the caption was basically like – Man, you need to go to a family party and have one of your uncles ridicule you for you to realize that that shit is not cool. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, it brings you back to earth when you're just like, like, man, I think this is cool. I'm an individual. But in reality, it's like, you're not. And it's not cool. Yeah. But obviously, like, we always say, like, if you like it, you like it. And if you can afford it, you can afford it. But to to a certain extent, there's still hate out here in terms of street. I mean, that's crazy to think of, though, that this whole thing is driven by a sort of game of who's got the biggest ego yeah yeah i was gonna say something else. <laughs> but uh, that's just that's just how we how we're ingrained in in, in terms of streetwear and, and just kind of just talking about guys not not to disinclude women or females or anything yeah but just to include guys is we do this because it's like a it's a macho thing we just want to be better than everybody else. That's how guys are in general. You know yeah. what I mean? I don't want to I don't want to feel inferior to another person. Just That's people true. in general or and, and, and for a lot of the cases it's it's other guys. It's just like shout man, out to fragile masculinity. Fragile masculinity. <laughs> Fra- fragile streetwear in general. Fragile. Just, I think we should change the quote to there's nothing more fragile than the millennial male ego. We're going to call this episode Fragile Ablo. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I think that's it. That's kind of here. No, but but seriously, like, we we have to be macho. We have to be in, in the best clothing. Yeah. But not everybody's like that, obviously. Not everybody is the type to, to, to need that self-esteem boost by their clothing, which is why there's people that shop at American Kirkland. Eagle <laughs> and stuff. Old Navy because yeah. they don't care. They still probably get girls based off of the weirdest shit I that they wear. Know. There are a lot of people that still do that. And that's they, true. And it, and it all comes down to, like we always say, like per- personality and yeah. just the, the way you keep, like, what's the, like the way you hold yourself, yourself up. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and that's, that's the good question in itself is, have you ever used, like, or th- thought that having a certain like article of clothing or a piece of street was going to get you more girls well i have a girlfriend and i'm loyal so no well uh, i mean in the <laughs> in the past like you know like maybe if you thought like oh i think this this outfit is gonna 
really get the ladies going. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you never thought you never thought that when you yeah when because you I talked like that when I was like you did. I, I don't think anybody really does to be <laughs> honest. Well, um, no, I think there's definitely been like no, I think everybody does it. Yeah, you know? even, yeah. even girls to a certain extent. Yeah, even, even girls do it. A lot of them, they, sometimes they say like, oh, I'm wearing it for me, I'm not wearing it for guys. But yeah, there's a little bit of everybody that kind of incorporates that into their outfit of just like, oh, like. I, I seem interesting. Yeah. But even in that it's, sense, it it's not even like more so I want to impress women. It's just I want to impress other people. Therefore, I'm going to look good. Yeah. I mean, not look good. I'm going to feel good about myself. Sorry, yeah. That's what I meant to say. Of course. And and that just plays into the whole thing of just why we wear clothing, why streetwear is a thing in general. Why fashion even exists. Why fashion exists. You yeah. know, like even when it comes to like fashion designers, why do you think they always try to push the envelope in terms of what they make? It's because... I want to be better than that designer, you know <laughs> yeah, what I exactly, mean? Yeah. Everybody's always in competition with each other, and, and that's a huge thing, too. Yeah. It's it's a combination of competition, self-esteem, and just, like... Wanting to be an individual, I think. Yeah. Those yeah. three alone is just, like, it's, it plays into a huge part of of how we are, the way we are, when we wear the clothes that we wear. Yeah. And I think that's a good, like, that's a good sort of nugget right there. So if you're listening... Make sure to write that down on your down. S- your notes. senior quote. Write that down. Um, I don't even remember what you just said, but yeah, whatever that was. You can <laughs> rewind whatever, it. There's like whatever a, the last yeah. two minutes were. Just write that <laughs> write that down. Yeah. Um. What? Oh, this is the other thing. Is then how do we evaluate other streetwear brands? Because there's a lot of other brands that are on sort of like the same tier and sort of. In, in terms of influence right now, yeah, there's a lot of big brands doing great things, but is any of them are are any of them worth a billion dollars at this point? Or are, are they even uh, like do do they have do they check all the boxes in terms of their product is timeless or they're co- they're constantly innovating? You have to have one of those two things mm-hmm. in order to keep you know keep surviving. Um, do they have a big societal and cultural influence, and do they have worth? I don't. Can I you don't name know. any that no, are currently kind of doing that I right now? I was just gonna say I can't really name, off the top of my head, any other brand that I could value at a billion dollars. Honestly, I don't think Supreme should be valued that much. Um, I don't know a billion dollars for essentially a company that makes T-shirts is a little crazy to me. So it's even for a brand as influential as Supreme, I don't think there's any other brand that comes as a close second now if they're valued like at a billion dollars based off just societal impact alone Mm -hmm. i don't think there's really anything right now in terms of product of course we can we can kind of name some like i think that obviously like um actually i don't think i can i don't think i can Maybe in terms of like street value, there's a, there's a lot that are out right now. Yeah. Do you think like a Raph Simmons is worth a billion dollars or currently at around a billion? No, I don't even. You don't think so? I don't think Raph Simmons is worth a billion dollars like that. No. Wow. I don't like. I I do like Raph Simmons and I do enjoy like that label, but. A billion dollars, like that's a that's a lot. Yeah, I don't for one brand. But think about it like this: like you could you almost offset it with, I'm gonna sell products at a ridiculous ridiculously high price. Yeah. 
don't you think like the profit margins go up or is it is it it's like obviously when you evaluate a company you put a bunch of different sort of factors into play yeah but just off of profit alone I don't I don't I couldn't see them being worth a billion dollars no even if, supreme I don't even think like the amount they make okay, is even worth that how much is like a Louis Vuitton or I know they're part of like a conglomerate with like other yeah, brands yeah. but like as a brand by itself like how much would like a Louis Vuitton or Gucci be worth then to you like if I were to evaluate them myself yeah, yeah. Yeah, they'd have to be up there with like at least two, three billion dollars. Really? Yeah, I think so because they obviously are fucking timeless. They've yeah. been around like they they live in so many different cultures. Like obviously, where where fashion is like a thing, and obviously where fashion isn't a thing because think of bootlegs. Like mm. if if you're being bootlegged, you're doing something right, and you have a sort of cultural influence that other people want to emulate. Yeah. So. On that note, it's that it uh, that alone is worth something. So that brings them up a little bit, and then you have their products and what they con- consistently make, and they mm-hmm. match sort of every era, whether it's a trunk or you know now they're making like these side bag things, and you know belts are always a thing. So yeah. boom, bumps them up, and then now you have like their worth. Like obviously they're expensive and people deem them as expensive and people want it because it's exclusive. So mm. boom, it bumps them up again. So they f- kind of check every box. Yeah. it's n- There's not a lot like that. Even Gucci nowadays, like Gucci checks every box, with, um, in my opinion. Yeah, but I mean, at the same time, they're offering luxury goods. Like Supreme is offering t-shirts and That's hoodies. so crazy. Like. You like know? a billion dollar company and you can buy skateboard wheels from them yeah exactly like that's that's so fucking like it doesn't make sense yeah like i think a lot of it is is based around that cultural and societal impact oh, yeah for sure because that's that impact is what's gonna turn into, into dollar signs yeah yeah that's no i don't i mean th- i don't think many many companies do that like it's almost taken away from the product in a sense, like people care less about the product and care more about the company, because we all know, like, all right, say we know, we say we never, and me and you, we ha- I haven't bought a Supreme item in a while. Yeah, say me neither. We don't buy a Supreme item for a year, mm. and then say Supreme starts throwing events like parties or something. You know, goddamn where well we're going to that party every time it comes around. Yeah. So it's like. It's a cool thing. It's an in thing. We don't even have to wear the items. We don't have to wear the product. We don't have to watch any of their videos. But if we're just around it and, you know, we're being seen at the same places where those things mm. take place, and that's all that really matters to us. And we're not even buying anything. Yeah. It's more so about just the brand itself and what that means. Yeah. In terms of, like, culture as opposed to a product. So you're saying that essentially it kind of elevates itself to the point where it doesn't necessarily even need to be selling products. I, I mean, think, not in that sense, but you know yeah. what I'm saying. I think that if if Supreme dropped everything, like they just stopped selling products in general, and they just fucking maybe hosted skate contests or like independent films or whatever, they probably still, if they, if they just had their storefront and just had a skate bowl in it and charge people, it'd still be worth the money. Maybe not a billion dollars. No, definitely not. A lot but lower, but it'd be worth a lot more than a lot of other companies just yeah. based off 
and I hate this word, but it's a very relevant word. The word clout is it's it's off the charts. Yeah, it's off the charts. Yeah. Um, dude, what else is sort of going on in streetwear right now that you kind of that you kind of notice? Because one of the things that I thought was was a good thing that we should touch on is because we kind of talked about it with Supreme. They have mm-hmm. a very huge influence in in terms of hip hop, but how do you feel about seeing like hip hop artists that obviously some some have a, a deep root in in streetwear, some don't, and mm-hmm. some pick it up because they obviously can afford it and afford all of it. Yeah, but they know nothing about it. How, how do, do you, I feel? Yeah, about how that? do you feel about that? Because think of a person like obviously like a Pharrell. Yeah, Wale is huge in streetwear. Um, I mean, I remember watching old interviews of like Travis Scott and like him wearing like vape and stuff like that, like mm. back in the day. But like, there's a lot of people that just pick it up, and it's just like, it's just now part of their, you know, their attire now. How do yeah. you, how do you feel about? Well, I mean, like we always say, teach their own. Um, yeah. But at the same time, I think that that sort of empty interest in a brand doesn't last empty very, interest. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. really last very long. Um, because them, it's the next wave. On to the yeah, next wave. exactly. It's just on to the next one. Yeah, it's a bit if, annoying. If Supreme isn't the new. Isn't it still the thing? And move on to whatever it is. What do you think it's gonna be? I don't know. You don't know what the next big no, trend is. I'm not is? gonna say. You could almost you could almost predict the future, and you can go back to this video and be like, "I said that." Um. I don't know. I think as far as like trends, we're gonna see a lot more like menswear and streetwear. I think it's gonna kind of go back to not more formal, but you're gonna see a lot more like traditional pieces in streetwear, kind of mixed with streetwear. So. Yeah. I think people are going to start learning about the word timeless. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's starting to taper off in terms of, like, I'm going to wear these crazy graphics, these graphics that only last a month mm. or whatever. They say some sort of, like, message on it that's only relevant for that, you know, piece of history or whatever that's taking place. But after that, it's just like, all right, back to the plain color T-shirt or yeah. back to the stripes or back to that cool pattern that is lived the test of time or whatever. Yeah. And I think that... I mean, that's sort of where we're going at right now, I think. Yeah. I think the the, fl- the sort of like peacocking and like the flamboyantness of streetwear, it's going to settle down a little mm. bit and it's going to be more so about a competition of how can you put the most like basic pieces together and layer them and make them look nice or yeah. make it's them gonna look be, authentic. It's not it's going to be less about these huge like displays of hey, like you said peacocking. Like, yeah. And it's going to be more about, I think, focusing on details mm-hmm. and how to make them kind of shine, how to yeah. make them pop. Streetwear so. is out to expose all you frauds yeah. that are um, just looking on Instagram, going to La Flame Fits on Instagram, yeah. just looking at what Travis Scott is Kanye wearing. Kanye Daily. Kanye Daily. <laughs> <laughs> and just wearing whatever the fuck you think looks cool on your favorite superstar. Yeah. Um, but Streetwear is here to expose you, and so will we. That'd be dope if we had a fucking YouTube channel where we just flame people on Instagram. Like, like we, just they do put, like, we just put them up here and we just like, what's wrong with this outfit? You're like, whoa. <laughs> or we could do that thing where, um, I think is it Complex, where they go to like the people lining up outside of Supreme. Oh, yeah. They're like the collabs and they're like, they hey. They ask them like, 
do you know who questions this is? Questions about the yeah. thing, and it exposes them. And like, they're like, I don't know. I just like Supreme. I fuck with Supreme Heavy. It's tight. That's usually the typical response, yeah. too. Um, yeah, man, I, th- I think that's a good – we talked a lot about Supreme. I don't know why we always end up talking about, a lot about Supreme, but it's like the most, it plays a big part yeah, into I mean, current streetwear. I, I, honestly, I don't even like Supreme that much, um, but I think it's hard to avoid it since it is yeah, essentially course. like what mainstream streetwear is now. And we can talk about it. Like, there's nothing wrong with discussing probably like one of the biggest sort of um, – pieces of news and streetwear in a while yeah. because not a lot of companies are being evaluated by these and investment I, and firms. I think Supreme is just a company that a lot of people now can easily identify easily identify and um, relate to in yeah. terms of like talking about it hell yeah if I talked about it, like a smaller brand everybody be like what the fuck is that what yeah. are you talking about so and I it, think yeah everybody can sort of relate to it yeah and Man, we'll try next episode not to talk about them. Hopefully, they don't do some yeah. crazy we'll, shit, but like we'll fly like, to fly to Mars or <laughs> like open up their own space station or like some shit. Elon Musk doesn't like <laughs> partner up with them and dude, like that'd be Fox insane. Logo Hyperloop trains. Dude, that'd be insane. First <laughs> but, uh, sponsorship. <laughs> we'll try to give you a more informative. I, I mean, this was kind of informative, but yeah. I guess we'll try to. It's important. Kind of steer away from talking about like Supreme and all yeah. that. Maybe we'll give you like a little background piece, a little history piece next yeah. time, something like that. Streetwear isn't just supreme yeah. for those of you watching. Um, for you 14-year-old kids out there. And maybe you 14-year-old supreme is the biggest thing in the world to you. Yeah. But um, for the most part, we'll do our best to sort of provide a little bit more. But we definitely wanted to talk about that because that's, a, that's yeah. a huge thing going on right now. Yeah, for sure. Even though neither of us really care too much about supreme no, itself. not at all. Like, I kind of forced this because I wanted to talk about Because I'm, I'm a semi-fan, but at the end yeah. of the day, I don't really buy shit anyway. But Because we're broke. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, that's But that's a great way to end this episode <laughs> because the fact that we're broke, and I'm just kidding. <laughs> nah, but definitely, and uh, we appreciate everybody that's been watching. I mean, 30, 40 views mean that, means that there's about... I'll take it. 30, 40 people watching it, that even means, if it's for okay, a minute. That's like 15 each. 15 views each. Yeah. That's no, I'm talking about like uh, me and you like clicking on our link. Oh, like, God damn it. Times. No. <laughs> and then like, like 10 other people out there that I definitely it. had to rewatch it because I was like editing the video. So I may have spammed us a little bit. But yeah. definitely, if you like what you're hearing and you want to hear more about it, definitely not Supreme, just Streetwear in general. Um, like us, subscribe us, give us a thumbs up, give us something. Give us you know a thumbs I mean? down even. Yeah, hey, thumbs down. It's all know, about engagement, you know what I mean? Let us know what we're doing and whether or not it's good or bad. Yeah. And we, uh, we're welcome to all feedback. We but, appreciate um, it all. So yeah. other than that, that's this week's episode of No Chance Podcast. Episode I believe that's eight. eight. Yeah. Right? Eight. Yep. Yeah, we should have a counter actually to kind of tell us because like we need to be reminded all the time. Like, yeah. We do this way too much. Um, but we're going to keep doing it for you guys yep. because we love streetwear and we love where it's going right now. And it's going to be something that we talk about on a daily basis, weekly basis, whatever. We're going to try to put as much content as possible at this point because yep. it's fun. It's fucking fun. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, thanks for listening. No Chance Podcast, Episode 8, out. Later. Peace.